yeah, uh, me and Chip then will be your backup for this. Feel free to let us know if you, you, you've got a mobile, right? Mm-hmm. Just let us know if you run into trouble. Chip is going to go down to the uh, the armory. Where right. I, I, wasn't one of the things we got was special ammunition? Uh, yeah. Um, so Chip takes the piece of paper with all the weaknesses for vampires. Okay. Hands it over to the... Put this in a boss for me. So, hey there, boss. We are still working on uh, some of your ammunition you requested the other day. Mm-hmm. It's a little tricky to work with, but we're doing what we can. Right. Well, I uh, found a set... A list of vampire weaknesses. Anything you can do with this would be helpful. Uh, see, steaks will be easy. These are good. Uh, as for the rest of this... Uh, yeah, we could uh, tell you what. How about some of these steaks you can fire out of that, uh, you know, blunderbuss you got there? Sure, sounds good. Question. In this universe, is silver, um, like, a, like, what's the reaction of vampires have to silver? Like, is it like an allergic reaction, or is it, like, fatal to the touch? Uh, fatal to the touch, but it has to be inherited silver. So it's got to run in a family. Oh, I see. Yeah. Hmm. Quick, Chip, put this, uh, take the silverware set. Now, gift it to me in your will. <laughs> <laughs> we go to a hospice center and we just start looking around for, like, silverware people are giving up. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, I, I guess we, we head to Moonlight and see if we can't, uh, suss out some information. Hmm. Okay, so uh, go. You head on over to Moonlight uh, because the yeah they're still working on a replacement vehicle and stuff. And uh, yeah, you see that. Uh, Does Moonlight still have that mustard on his face? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's depressing. It's dried up, and uh, one of the, he's actually yeah one of the ladies at the front desk actually uh, gently takes him by the shoulder and leads him over to the first aid ward so they can take his pulse and things like that. <laughs> And as they go, she just takes a couple of wet wipes out of her bag and starts working on his face for him. I, I like, I'm about to go talk to Irving and I see this, and then I just go, on second thought, I'll drive. I, I don't think Irving can handle this. As soon as you say, I'll drive, uh, you, even though he's across the room, you just he, see him let out a... <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe the best thing to do would be to drop me off a couple blocks away and circle around. Yep, I'll start a call on my phone yep. right before I go in mm-hmm. so you can keep tabs on me. Sounds like a plan. I'm assuming at this point Chip shows up with his uh, steak gun. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I have steak rounds for my blunderbuss. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah, um, they were able to whip, the steaks were easy, they were able to whip those up in like a couple minutes. So, so wait, so. question, is this like a loaded, like an actual blunderbuss or it's like a muzzle loader? Or is this like a pump action blunderbuss. Um, basically, the dwarven thing has an attachment where you can load different types of ammunition into it, and this is like one of the things where it's a little more complex than you might think. I'm having a bit, bit of difficulty describing it, but like it's a hatch on the side about a foot in length that you can open up and load things. Okay, into. so it, it's a breech loading blunderbuss. Like Pretty much, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, so um, you guys drive down. To the club that is Moonlight. Yeah, so we, we go a couple blocks away. I drop Adam. Adam, in bigger quotes. Uh, basically. Oh, I'm, I look like Adam at this point. I'm going to turn into... Because I, I can't be seen in the car. Ah, as right. Devin, right? All right. So, yeah. So we drop, uh, drop Adam off a couple blocks away. We basically then just pull a U-turn and head the other way. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then we'll come back a bit later. Yeah, Adam's going to walk down the street, kind of make sure that a block away from where he's been dropped off. Nobody's watching him, nobody's following him, and then he'll duck into an alley for a bit, 
uh, turn into Devon and yep. walk out. Okay, so, uh, yeah, in Devon mode, you head down the street, uh, walk towards the place that these guys described as Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chip is the only one who's been there so far. So, okay. yeah, nobody else really knows what the interior of the place is or what the people inside are like. Okay, is it obvious from the outside? Uh, yeah, it definitely has the bearings of a nightclub. Uh, the words Moonlight are written in, like, gothic neon uh, over a crescent moon. Mm-hmm. One thing we do tell you is that there is a back entrance that Kevin used to leave the nightclub. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to be discreet, it would make more mm-hmm. sense if you were trying to come into the back entrance. That is very good to know. Yeah, I'm going to go try and find that maybe in an alleyway. Okay. So, um, yeah, you ho- head over to the alleyway, and yeah, you do see a door with no doorknob on the outside, but it definitely is the sort of double door that opens up. Okay. I'm going to approach it, and I'm already going to go into nervous Devon mode, try to look really kind of cagey, looking around, looking mm. maybe a little scared of something, walking, shuffling quickly. Okay. Uh, and then just rap quickly okay. on the, the back door. A couple seconds go by, then it opens up, and you're faced with this uh, very gaunt, pale-looking, sort of Marilyn Manson-type guy with long black hair. Okay. I'm assuming we also gave a description of what Kane looks like, right? Just uh, like yeah. Chip possibly along. This is not Leopold Kane. Leopold Kane has sort of a Lucius Malfoy look about him. Okay. Um, Devin, uh, or yeah, I guess <laughs> Adam is just going to go, Hi, hi, it's Devin. Oh, right? You remember me? Yes, of course. I, I need to talk to Leopold right now. Oh, well, to be fair, all of us need to talk to Leopold. No, this is serious. Something's happened. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but Leopold isn't in. He hasn't come into the place all day. Do you know when he'll be back? Can I wait here? Well, I've been trying to call him, but uh, I've messaged him several times asking when he'll be in for the evening shift, but I haven't gotten any replies. Okay. Um, yeah. Wait, the evening shift, he works here? Well, he's the manager, he's right? the manager. Oh. Yeah. So what? this is probably, like, prep because it's the middle of the day. <laughs> All he uh, said... It is usually on the shift. Actually, manager, just right? a moment. Uh, yeah, he's gonna quickly head in the back. He did say, upon leaving last night... That if anybody, uh, if any of the usual crowd were to come by to give them this. And he hands you a small package. Whoa. Uh, okay, great. Um, thanks. Uh, okay, I guess I'll, I'll try and find him. All right. And do let us know if you happen to run into him. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a ring. Thank you. Um, okay, I guess I'm gonna... Pop the door is shut. I'll turn my back to it and try and open the package. Okay. You he- you begin walking down the alley. Uh, you open up the package. Uh, yeah, it seems to be a burner phone and a written a handwritten note. Oh, what does the note say? Uh, the note says, "I will contact you when the time is right. Uh, our plans are almost uh, able to come to fruition. The plate um, the stage has been set. The performance will be in the next few days." And as always, a few good stagehands are needed to help the main actors come and put on their best show. Okay, I'm gonna kind of hold my cop phone up, up to my face and be like, guys, you gotta come pick me up. I've got something. All right, so yeah, we'll, we'll pull around to like a nearby alleyway so you can duck into the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I'm actually going to try and get in contact with the city official. Oh, sure. yeah. 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 Uh, so I, like, I basically, like, hand you a phone and be like, yeah, the number is, uh, I pull out a card, actually, I give it to you. This is her number. Okay, um, yeah, Genevieve Helms. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah. Genevieve Helms' office. 
Uh, can I speak to you, Janvy, please? Uh, at the moment, she's about to do a press conference. Actually, uh, she has a. She's been working very hard at it. I think you, if you want to speak to her, you'll have to wait until after she's finished up. I apologize. All right. Um, let her know that uh, the Mythos unit would like to speak with her uh, after the press conference. We will be coming by. All right, then. Uh, certainly. I will make a note of that. Thank you. Bye. Is the press conference at the official's place? Or, like, um, at the office? City Hall. All right. Well, I guess we'll head there just to make sure. Okay. Yeah, because just in case something... Something eerie might happen. All right, all right. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, Chip will actually, like, put on his, like, police vest, like, and, like, um, he won't take the wonder bus out, but he'll keep it, like, within easy, like... Access? Within easy access and go stand with the other cops that are guarding the event. Okay, yeah. well, so... Well, how about as we head over there, we can check in with uh, Quincy. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so, yeah. Uh, Quincy, you have... Uh, yeah, you've gotten a car, and um, after a very innocuous drive... Oh, no, 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 I took or, a cab. Okay, a cab. Uh, so after he's a, had enough of driving for the time being. After a bit of after a quick and easy cab ride, you are at the front entrance to Midtown Wind. You get a call on your phone. Hello. Uh, oh, was it us? Yeah, you okay. guys said you were going to call. All right. So yeah, um, Quincy, have you met with your CI yet? I, I just left. It's... Wait, wait. wait I, I... Yeah, what's the timeline? Yeah, this seems weird because you guys Sorry. did all that stuff. I'm going to say you were caught in traffic. Oh. Oh. Um. I got lost. I think the cab driver didn't know where Midtown was. He kept driving near, and they cease, uh, They drive away? Okay, I'm going to say that Blackmore actually does find this suspicious, because every blacktop cab in London goes through rigorous training to ensure that they know exactly how to get anywhere in the city at any time. It's true. They all have right. to memorize all the street names. Yeah, so it's like, what do you mean he got lost? Blacktop, blacktops don't get lost. Oh, he's gone. I, I think he was afraid. I think he saw a myth and it scared him. Uh, look, the situation. To be fair, that man does have four heads. Hello. Uh, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, um, there's something that might be going on at City Hall. We probably need you here as soon, probably as soon as possible. Oh, um, is it? What's happening? We don't know. Unfortunately, Kane wasn't at the Moonlight Club, but he did leave behind a burner phone and a note about something about the play, the stage almost being set. We don't know if it's planned to be happening now or later, but we're not taking any precautions. Not taking any chances. Chances. We're not taking any precautions. We're not doing any work. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> it's um, business. This shit sucks. We right? two full of garlic bread. I'm so sleepy. I need to take a uh, siesta. Yeah. <laughs> All those carbs. Um, well, I'll, um, I'll brush over uh, as soon as I'm done. Make it quick. <laughs> Alright, so you hang up and hop out of the car, and you head towards No, the... no, I'm out of the car. Oh, I... I was talking to these three. Oh, people. okay. Alright, so, yeah, um, I'm going to say that as they approach what's going on at City Hall, we can jump over to Quincy. So you are going to head down uh, through Mythtown, and you have... The location that you agreed upon with your CI was it? I, wasn't it? Didn't I say specifically like Silas's alleyway? Or yes, what? outside Silas's alleyway. Mm -hmm. So you head over there. It's pretty easy to navigate through. You're kind of getting a feel for the place, and once again, the smells of a hundred different cultures are wafting out of the various entryways to the houses and stuff. Yeah, it's um, okay. I lived in LA once. It's not that. It's not as bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. So you find yourself at the entry to the alleyway, and yeah, it's almost the agreed upon meeting time. And as you're staying around, hi, hi, Quincy, Quincy. Okay. Yeah, it's Jack, uh, Jack Houston. You're. Oh, yeah. I didn't recognize your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had a cold. I think it's affected my accent. So he comes on over, but. You realize he's wearing, he is actually wearing the suit of armor that the dwarves made for him and stuff. Uh, he still has the Mythos unit badge, but, or it's more like the symbol has been engraved into the suit of armor itself. Um, in addition, he's also wearing, he's got a cape on that's made of like woven leaves and vines and flowers and stuff that seems to be almost impossible to have been made without the use of magic and stuff like that. But yeah, he's looking very, um, fantasy-esque as he comes on over with a big grin on his face. So, uh, how's it, what brings you here around here, Mike? Um, well, I was, I'm uh, on break right now, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was gonna go get some uh, clothes for John. You know, did you did you know that uh, like kids this nowadays are into this a lot of this interesting stuff, and he's running about the place. So I'm just gonna talk about my kid uh, roll to, to, ma to make him leave. Roll <laughs> off to lead him on. Well, you see no, that? No, no. I'm not about trying to lead him up. I'm trying to drive him away. No, I mean roll bluff to make him convinced that nothing is going on. Uh, that is a 16. Okay, just a sec. All right. So, so uh, kid, yes, he's. He's asked me about something called a Fortnite, and oh. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. He, uh, he was swinging his arms back and forth, and he ripped one of his sleeves, and, well, now I'm, I'm coming to go get it fixed. Okay. And you know how it is with the kids nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah so, um, Quincy, uh, before... I, I think I took some pictures. Uh, well, let's say, let me... Oh, okay, that's not Quincy. I'm going to... Ooh, I can't figure Listen, out... Listen, about the blackout that occurred a few nights ago. Oh, yes? Yes? Okay, so I was here in Midtown when it happened, but I heard that it essentially hit all of London. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, we apparently had a couple of monsters on the outskirts of Midtown and stuff running about. We we fended them off, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same as what happened a week ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Well, I mean, Midtown Council's trying to figure things out and stuff like that. Aris is all in a tizzy just... I've met, I just wanted to ask if you'd seen anything or have any idea. Well, um, uh, once I get back to the precinct, I can send you all the info we've got. Right. I've got my phone, so that'll work. So... Oh, well, I, I would send, but I can't... I think I'm stuck on video? T it's, okay. It's looking at me. I, how do I get it to look forward? Okay, uh, talk to talk to Chip. He'll be able to help you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, when you next time I see you, I'll show okay. you all the pictures of John. That that'd be great, mate. Okay, uh, take it easy. <laughs> he loves fleecing. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. I wouldn't know. Bye. <laughs> and so yeah, he just quickly hurries off. All right. I, I disengage old man mode. <laughs> <laughs> old man mode activated. Okay. And I'm gonna walk into the alleyway. So crisis narrowly averted. Okay. Uh, as you walk in the alleyway, and a couple minutes go by before the man in black. Uh, appears at the entrance and walks in and sees you and so looks like I make it clear I'm not armed because I didn't bring my gun. Right. So yeah, he just uh, leans against the wall of the alley, both of his arms folded. So I think we both know why we're here exactly. Well, I have an idea. Um, nice to meet you again. Reach my hand out. He sees it and he just cautiously shakes it. And he's got a very firm grip. Is he wearing gloves or anything? Oh uh, yeah. Full, like full body, black, uh, motorcycle okay. helmet, and everything. Okay, 
So... And I can't see anything between sleeve and glove, then? No. Okay. Um... What, is, what does it feel like? Does it feel like a human hand? Or does yeah. it have, like... It's not, like, spiky or anything weird, right? If you didn't know any better, you'd say it was human. <laughs> okay. You pull back too hard, and the entire arm just comes off. Look. Whatever happened a few nights ago regarding the blackout, I've been doing some digging of my own ever since the first incident occurred. I didn't know what was going on exactly, but given what happened a few nights ago, it's clear that there is something really, really wrong going on in London. Oh, well, uh, you'd be right there. Um, I'm just wondering, why all the secrecy? I mean, vigilantism is illegal. Oh, yeah, yes, that's true. But, I mean, we work with a lot of myths. I mean, you could easily just, you know, throw away your disguise and uh, approach us as a, a concerned citizen. That had been an idea previously, but I'm starting to consider that it might not be prudent for me to reveal myself considering some recent events. Are you being chased? Do you need help? Potentially. I've run into a bit of a problem. Specifically, you are aware of what occurred with Man vs. Myth uh, uh, shortly, a short time ago. Yeah. Yes, I'm well, very accurately aware. The Irish Mafia has been a concern of mine for some time. I've been doing what I do. I try to investigate crimes on the ground level, investigate small disturbances, the sort of things that slip through the cracks and go unnoticed by the police. And there are some myths that, even after Man vs. Myth, have still gone missing. Individuals that aren't members of the Myth Town, nor as registered citizens in London. People who, like I said, slip through the cracks. Well, if you were able to tell me which cracks to look into, I could maybe keep people from slipping through them. Right. Well, I'm getting to that. Specifically, I was investigating a warehouse in London. Uh, one that was known to be property of the McCarthy crime family. And so I snuck into the warehouse to take a look around and I overheard a phone call made by an individual named Titus Sweeney. Thank you. Uh, one of the lieutenants in the McCarthy crime family. Uh, second only to uh, well, the main ringleader himself, so to speak. And I heard this, and he takes a phone out, and he presses a few buttons, and a recording starts playing. Do you mind? I put up my phone to record it. If you think it would help. I so, record the recording. Okay. The audio quality is abysmal. Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking care. After that whole man versus myth shit show, the boss wants to lay low. Nose to the ground, you know. And for that to happen, we need to make sure Scotland Yard and the myth hunters aren't crawling up our ass. So you keep those cunts off our trail. And you'll earn your paychecks. It ain't that fucking hot. And then you hear sort of a rattling noise as though something was knocked. And then, we'll call you back. Who the fuck's there? And then, uh, yeah, the recording cuts off. Oh, well, I'm glad you got out of there. I left as quickly as I could, but I think they saw me. But so, you were wearing your outfit? There's, but nevertheless, they've heard about the man in black before. But as has been, anyone you know, heard of you, the non-man in black? <sighs> men in green? Well, they aren't aware of my civilian identity, no. But nevertheless, given the specific abilities that I have, even if I were to offer my services to the Mythos unit as a civilian, it wouldn't take much for them to deduce my identity. Oh, so you're uh, 
abilities are quite obvious. They are specific and too useful for me to consider not using. Oh, um, they must be very physically specific then if you have to wear this. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you gesture. Um, I'm gonna let you roll an empathy check. Ah, yeah. I don't think I have that. Okay, or perception, either one. Oh, and I, I definitely love that. Um, just wisdom? Uh, yeah. Uh, that would be 15. Okay. As he's talking, you get a strong sense of familiarity. As in his voice, his posture, his stance. It, seems, it feels like you've seen this or met this guy before. Connor. Now's the time for the ultimate bluff. Well, I don't know if Quincy would figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're getting a sense that you know this guy, but you're not certain where. You get, that, you get that old man feeling of like, have I done this before? Look, specifically, the recording states that there's somebody who's leading around, well, some someone who has connections at Scotland Yard at the very least. So that is an indication that there's somebody who might be pulling some strings or something similar, and if they are at Scotland Yard, then I don't feel comfortable exposing myself if I have not one but two people at my heels, both the McCarthy crime family and whoever this individual is. Oh, that's definitely fair. Well, um, all I'm going to say is that I appreciate what you've done, mm. and uh, I hope you stay safe. And if you need anything from me, and I give him a burner phone number. Right. Which, which is a, so. And in regards to the matters going on, I am very interested in making sure that the streets of London are kept safe. For that reason, contact me if anything comes up. Well, I mean, don't overextend yourself. You've got a real life, don't you? Yes, but... I mean, we all have real lives. But we set those aside so the right thing can be done. But you don't get paid to run around like I do. Why don't you, uh... Why don't you lay low for a bit? I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use diplomacy to, to empathize. This isn't to actually gain anything. I just want him to trust me. Uh, 16. I appreciate your concern. But I do need to make sure that the right things are done. Otherwise, if bad things happen and I wasn't here, I'm partially to blame. That's a, quite a dangerous uh, perspective to have. As someone who has missed out on being there more than once, I think you'll find that it's not really a perspective you can live with. I'll take that into consideration. What do I know? I'm just an old man. <clears throat> Still... Uh, should any sort of troubles come up that you would feel uncomfortable about confronting even with the other members of the Mythos unit, just letting you know that you have one more individual who's willing to assist you. Well, I hope I don't have to phone you, but um, I'm, I'm thankful that you're making yourself available. He gives you a nod at that. I'll, uh... <clears throat> well, uh, well, I hope I don't hear from you, but thank you anyway. He nods again, and you. Thank you, Mr. Adams. And he heads out of the alley. And then Silas shows up and goes, What was all that about? I'm a Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone need clothes? <laughs> uh, Alright, cool. Um, I will head to the City Hall. Alright, 
So, back to these three. As you head towards the throng of reporters and individuals outside, uh, yeah, it's clear that you guys are about midway through the press conference, and uh, a couple of people are shouting remarks. But why the sudden change in policy so soon? And then, uh, yeah, Genevieve Helms, who's at the podium. Look, uh, this is some... After reviewing the plans, we've realized that we are unable to continue our renovation of the city sewers. For that reason, unfortunately, we are going to have to table the proposal despite everything uh, being confirmed in the past. And at this, more people are shouting. So I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to leave. Uh, you, If you have any further questions, I will address them at a later date. Thank you for your patience. So and that she steps down. Question, Chris. I'm yeah. using the bugbear's uh, tracking ability. Scent. Yeah, yeah the scent ability. Um, if I sniff around, do I feel, like, see, like, smell anything out of the ordinary? Maybe the smell of death or, you know... Decay, something that would indicate there's someone that's hanging around a corpse. An excess amount of blood. Yeah, that's uh, stuff. Roll me perception. Okay. I smell murder. Uh, 19. Okay. Um, you uh, quickly sniff the air, just taking in long whiffs. Uh, you sent you sense a number of things coming to your attention, mostly like various. Um, Deodorant, deodorant. Oh, that guy's not wearing deodorant. Oof. Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of stuff from the reporters, a few things off in the distance from, uh, like, bodyguards and individuals in suits and stuff from town council, but nothing that triggers your interest in terms of being unusual. Okay, so nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, and so, yeah, um, Genevieve Helms is walking down the steps and is, yeah, pointedly ignoring the questions posed by reporters who are still shouting after her as her bodyguards escort her away. Since we got here late, I'm going to lean over to one of the reporters and, like, acting as if I'm some sort of, like, fellow newsie. So it's like, ah, shit, I just got here. What was she talking about? Like, what was this about? Uh, and, yeah, there's uh, the young lady we were speaking to. Oh, just uh, something involving, uh, and she stopped. And, Wait a minute. Aren't you a member of the Mythos unit? Damn! <laughs> look, look, it's... Yeah, that bit like, I, yes, hence why I'm asking. Right, right. Um, I am not the reporter. Uh, I am a cop. <laughs> I was uh, I was at the press conference uh, last Sunday um, when you all addressed the uh, issue of the blackout that was going on. Oh, yeah. You, uh, She was, uh, she came in towards the end. She seemed like, out of all the reporters there, she seemed to be the most civil. Mm, yes. Uh, Kate Fisher for the London Quarry. Uh. Inspector Franklin Blackmore. Right, she shakes her hand. So, in case you're wanting to know, uh, basically, a press conference was called. Basically, uh, some, essentially, uh, despite the fact that these plans have been in uh, development for a long time, essentially, they're shutting down the sewer redevelopment. Really? Leaving it as it is. Didn't give any specific reasons why? No, just uh, seemed to be just a lot of apologizing for it. Uh, basically, they said that after reviewing plans, it was no longer feasible of some such. Hmm. Right. Well, that's good to know. Mm. Uh, I'm going to have to talk to Miss Genevieve. Uh, right. Thank you, Miss Fisher. And she gives a nod. Right. And yeah, so I'll head over to like where the bodyguards uh, were chip standing over by there. Okay. And I uh, basically just go like I, I basically just repeat the information. All right. Okay. Hmm. You think she's been contacted by our uh, friends? I assume as much. <sighs> well, uh... Yes, the real question is, is she doing this of her own volition? And what would the uh, motivation be otherwise? Money? Mm. Immortality? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reminded of that thing from Helsing Ultimate, where it's a bunch of guys that get tricked by one of the vampires, and like, yeah, I promised me immortality. The other guy goes, ha, you're an idiot. I got double immortality. <laughs> 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 mm. 
Genevieve didn't strike me as the type, but then again, you never really can tell with people. Mm-hmm. Still, probably in our... Uh, where is she going, anyway? Is she just um, heading back into her office? Uh, yeah, it looks like she's heading back into the town ca- uh, town hall. Mm. Well, I suppose I've talked to her before. Time for me to have another chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll, I'll just follow her in, and I'm just going to like go to the front desk and, again, ask to go to see her. Okay, um... So, yeah, the, uh, she's already in the elevators by the time you get into the lobby. And so, yeah, you see somebody at the front counter. Uh, hello, can I assist you, uh, sir? Uh, yes, Inspector Blackmore. Um, oh. Can I speak to Miss Genevieve? Um, I'll, yeah, just a moment, I'll see. Uh, Miss Helms, sorry to bother you, but uh, they, we have somebody from uh, Scotland Yard here, an Inspector... Sorry, my Blackmore. Blackmore. Um, oh... All right. Uh, oh, I, I, I see. Uh, all right. Um, she says, uh, she says she's not accepting any visitors at the moment. Tell her it's police business. Um, yeah. So, Miss Helms. Uh, yes, it's police business. And right. Uh, I, I understand. Um, I, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, Inspector, but she seems very insistent. Nah, it's quite all right. I think that's told us just about as much as we need to know. Thank you. I head back out and I say, well, she's certainly a lot less um, charitable. She's certainly a lot less uh, hospitable than the last time I talked to her. Judge White? Judge White. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah. Uh... So I, I send a text to uh, Quincy. Change of plans, meet us at this address. And I give the address for Judge White's chambers. Okay. All right. Do I have I shown up yet? Um, yeah, I'll say that you get, um, as you're heading out of Midtown, you get this message. Oh, heading to Judge White? Yeah. Okay. Hey, we're going to visit Judge White. You want anything? <laughs> you want to work while we're here? Like, it's a fucking drive-thru? <laughs> okay. There's um, nothing wrong with the legal system. Working as intended. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, one quick visit. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, by this point, um, yeah, it's about... Yeah, late uh, evening-ish, getting close to nighttime, maybe. Mm. Um, when so you head to the door and so the door opens and oh, well, Inspector Blackmore, wonderful to see you, good sir. Yeah, it's wonderful to see you too. Twice in the same amount of days. <laughs> oh, cool. uh, actually, I wasn't there the last time we got. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah with me and you. Last so, time. And if oh, well, if it isn't the entire mythos. You I haven't seen before. You must be new. Inspector Lavender. Oh, love me for your honor. Oh, that's my favorite scent. I have a feeling we'll get along splendidly. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I imagine as we're going up, like, Blackboard goes, like, all right, he's a judge. It's a little weird. You have to remember he's a judge. Very respected in the legal community. Cool. (laughs) Understood. Uh, Mr. White, we were wondering if we could get you to sign off on a warrant. We need to talk to a Miss, um, sorry, what's her first name? Genevieve. No, Genevieve's her last name. Or is it Genevieve, Genevieve Helms? Helms. Oh, uh, I need to speak with uh, a Genevieve Helms. Unfortunately, she's not exactly cooperative to police uh, investigation. Ooh. Would you mind if we get a warrant to simply come into our office, ask her a few questions? Okay, let's take a look. Ah, so, and yeah, he begins signing it. So, tell me about her. Oh, she's a fairly nice woman. She's in charge of the um, public works section. She was uh-huh. on charge of that sewer renovation a few that was going to be happening. Ooh. Going to be. It seems they've cancelled that. Ah, oh, that's unusual. Yes, hence the warrant. Uh-huh. And have you tried talking with her as in most normal people? Or? Yes, she was 
quite insistent upon not speaking with us, which is odd, considering the last time that I talked to her, she seemed very hospitable. And he pauses. Those who say little often have much to say. Interesting. <laughs> this is the most non-Zen cone I've ever heard. <laughs> He's like that guy from uh, Mystery Man, the fucking... Oh, the Sphinx? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You must defeat crime, or crime will defeat you. <laughs> I get it, I get it. You're saying I must master my rage, or else my rage will master me? I mean, if you're going to say it like that, then sure. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> mm. Right. So, okay. Anything else you need while you're here? Um, no, I think that should be just fine. Thank All you. All right. Garlic Wait. bread? Ooh! Um, <laughs> never say no to garlic bread. One of my life mottos. So, well, thank you so much for stopping by, chaps. If you ever need anything else, you know where to find me. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Judge White. He raises the garlic bread with a big smile on his face as he chews. Now, then say I would leave the office. I look over at, at Lavender. I'm just like, <laughs> sure do things differently in this country. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk to any prosecution crown attorneys about that. <laughs> Not the prosecution, the defense. The oh, defense. yeah, the defense. All right. No one can know about our crimes. So, will you guys take care of this now, or will you leave it for another night? Mm, well, that depends. We still haven't gotten any... Like, we haven't gotten a call from that burner phone yet, have we? No. No. But that could happen any time within the next few days. Yeah. Hmm. Right, so, Blackmore does like, kind of look at his coat, which still has some of like the acid burns in it, and yeah. he's like, Quincy, do you know if that Silas chap uh, takes quid as payment? Yes. Huh. I think he's any good at making coats. I seem to be needing a new one. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. I mean, he's quite adept with his thread. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, do we want to talk to Miss Genevieve now, or do we want to wait our hand and see whether or not any call comes in through this burner phone? Uh, as much as I would, don't want to... Perhaps we could check the, the uh, security... Uh, oh, the CCTVs. Yes, the CCTVs. See if anything happened between the last time you spoke with her. Maybe a dark presence entering the building from an odd angle. Ah, yes, the usual sort. Mm. Right. So, yeah, I guess we'll... Let's use that great mass surveillance we have in this country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really useful for our jobs. <laughs> right. So, all right then. Because... Uh, if she's gone home for the evening, or... Yeah, or so, if she's just not there. So you're going to head back to Scotland Yard and review some tapes? Yeah. Well, why don't I go to her house, just in case? Like, just canvas her place. Alright, just take a look around. Mm -hmm. I'll just, uh, you know, in case anyone is suspicious drops by, I'll... Take a look, Miss Bird. Okay. Don't you... What about your kid? <laughs> kid, I say in, like, your quotes. Oh, wait, no, take waffles. I phoned my babysitter. <laughs> yep. Yes? Uh-huh. Mm. Yes, so I'll, I'll need you with... Yeah. Uh-huh. Same rate. <laughs> no, no, it won't happen again. No, I promise. <laughs> no, he's fine. Don't worry about it. Look, if the power goes out, I'll come back. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay, double. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You sure have an odd way of negotiating, Quincy. So, uh, with that... Um... But yes, take waffles with you. 
Okay. Okay. So you're gonna take waffles. I, uh, I carry waffle. And what will? Okay. So yeah, waffles is a really big dog. Like all, uh, but I'm, I'm, I have super strength. Okay. So you care. So yeah. Um, I'm, I'm carrying say, waffles like a barrel over my shoulder. Yeah. So the four of you head into Scotland Yard, and a few minutes later, Quincy comes out carrying uh, this enormous, uh, yeah, coma inu over his shoulder. The dog looks incredibly serious because it's in business mode right now. But nevertheless, uh, the sight of like his, a rocket launcher. Exactly. The sight of his serious face is offset by the tiny old man who's <laughs> carrying him on one shoulder uh, like just a basket. Take him for a walk. She's a dog. Hey, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the little squad car, pull, open the door. Okay. Usher him in. Yep. He uh, sits in and yeah, he uh, looks at you, then looks down at the seatbelt and looks back at you. I put my seatbelt on. Uh, he looks oh, down he wants his seatbelt. Yes. He, do- he doesn't Truly have Truly lawful good dog. All right. Yes. I put, I put the seatbelt on him. And yeah, he gives a boof of approval. Cool. I uh, will drive over. Yeah. Okay. And now for you three, uh, what are you going to be doing for the rest of the evening before you clock out? I think just surveilling the CCTV. Okay. Yeah. Great, great. Survey some CCTVs. Great. I do have some stuff I want to do after work, but that can wait until after work. Okay. So everybody who's surveilling the CCTVs, roll me an investigation check, please. Investigation. Oh no! That's double nice. ones. Oh, that's a crit fail. Actually. That is a crit fail. Oh, uh, what's the uh, which status uh, investigation again? Status? Uh, uh, it's uh, intelligence. Intelligence. Uh, I do not have investigation. We're gonna fuck this up. Twelve. Uh, All right. Um, and Adam, what are you gonna be doing this evening? Um, hmm. I think Adam is going to be doing a bit of research into vampire galas. Vampire formal events. If sure. He's going to have to attend one of them undercover. He's going to need to know things about vampire etiquette. What is a thrall's relationship with his master? That kind of thing. Sure, that works great. Ah, uh, I see. You're getting into character. Yes. Do you have the research skill? Um, that would be straight intelligence if you don't. It would. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't have the research skill. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll go to the precinct and see if anyone can show me around the library or. Anything oh, like um, I recommend you. Uh, oh, we have a researcher. Um, her name. What was her name again? Um, are you referring to the new girl that you hired? Yeah. Um, just, was she a researcher or was she the? She's more she, actually. She's an assistant. Like she's the person she does who does paperwork. Yeah, oh, she does her paperwork. See. Well, then she'll yeah, obviously. Remember know. when we chose our bonus? We thought we had a researcher on the team. Oh right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, who has since uh, retired from the police force and is currently in the middle of writing her soon-to-be best-selling memoirs. So, I got a van chucked at me by a giant skeleton. Yeah. A terrible boy. If you're referring to your assistant, Jennifer Barber, she's at work uh, doing all of your paperwork. Right. Um, Jennifer will probably be able to tell you where the library is, but she has a lot of paperwork, so don't bother now with too much questions. Our exploited intern can help. <laughs> we pay her in college credit. <laughs> um, all right. And you guys are off catching real criminals. <laughs> hey, man, we're the cops. By necessity, we're already kind of assholes. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just uh, go to the library, see what I can find. Sure. Make a research roll. Go ahead. Ooh, Ooh man. Fifteen. Nice. Okay. So you spent a time looking up uh, vampire etiquette and stuff like that. Um, there is actually a surprising amount here, given uh, testimonies delivered by living vampires who supplied information on these sorts of events to interested people. Fucking Lestat just wrote another, like, wrote a book that's basically just, all the shit Anne Rice told you was bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, 
Yeah, there is um a lot there. Like uh, basically, like posture is actually a big thing. Apparently, uh, baring your neck to a vampire is a sign of submission. Jeez. Uh, and uh, baring your teeth is a sign of aggression. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever you smile, do so with a closed mouth and stuff. Um, yeah, basically, there is a good amount of stuff here. Um, but yeah, um, there is way more than you considered. So you spend a couple hours looking through the stuff and taking a whole bunch of notes involving things like uh, what to wear and um, yeah, various bits like that. Mm-hmm. That's all very, very good to know. Yeah. Um, as for you guys, uh, you investigate the CCTVs. Uh, Franklin, I'm going to say that because of your crit fail, um... Fall asleep. Uh, that might not be such a bad, like, that could be a thing. I mean, Franklin does fire on all cylinders at all times. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that due to your sheer exhaustion level, that after about 20 minutes of staring at a CCTV camera, you just kind of start nodding off of it. Mm. Then you just keep your awake as much as you... And you fall asleep in your chair, but you don't snore, so nobody... Yeah, it's that very quiet, deep, that very quiet, very deep sleep. But I'm going to say that when you wake up, a couple hours passed. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Franklin, or, uh, sorry, not Franklin, uh, Chip. Mm -hmm. With your investigation check, you take a look at the CCTVs, and it does seem as though... In the early hours of the morning, um, maybe at about uh, 5.30 a.m. or so, a black car comes up, uh, is parked curbside, and yeah, a pair of individuals exit. Uh, One of them is Leopold Kane, who you remember from the nightclub. Mm -hmm. The other one is a bit of a shorter fellow, but wearing very expensive-looking clothing with a suit and stuff. Sort of like a very quaffed brown hair and this sort of uh, uh, pointed mustache and goatee and stuff like that. He also walks with a cane and just has a very sort of fancy look about him. He, uh, yeah, they speak to the, uh, they go inside and nothing seems to happen. Then they come back out maybe uh, ten minutes later and head back to the car and they drive off. Do I have plates? Um, yes, actually, you do. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run those plates. Okay. Or more specifically, I'm going to find Fitz and Pepper and get them to run those plates. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so what are we looking at here, boss? I need you to run these plates. Okay, okay. Also, did everything go okay with Grinner? Oh, yeah, it, it was fine. Like, I mean, we put the steak in the tray, flipped it up, and it was uh, you know, kind of like watching a star Diana go after a corpse and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was pretty good, all things okay. considered. All right, good. Just wanted to make sure we got him a little riled up earlier, so yeah. I wanted to make sure you were okay. Disgusting to look at, really. Don't think I'll get the image out of my head anytime soon. Just horrifying, really. Yeah. I've, I've come close to the shade of death just by looking at it. Yeah. Well, um, I'm probably not going to sleep for the next few nights, so <laughs> doing this uh, helps me out all this, just as much as it's helped you. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they sit down and they start getting to work. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, I'll say that you guys doing your various things. Quincy, you're the last person, correct? Yep. Do okay. I see anything at her place while I'm feeding the dog? I stopped to get the dog dog treats. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically, while uh, it, while Waffles is crunching on his dog treats in the back seat, uh, very careful not to get crumbs anywhere. Um, roll me. I actually made guy also bought him a bib. Mm. Roll me a perception check. Fourteen uh, plus seventeen. Okay. 
So you wait outside the house, uh, making sure that nobody sees you, and you see that um, late in the evening, Genevieve Helms comes back, and she stops the car, goes inside the house. Um, Yeah, and you also see that another fellow is following behind her, um, her bodyguard that goes around with her and stuff. The two of them go into their home, and you see a couple of shapes behind some closed curtains and things like that. Well, I'm not allowed to look in her window, so it's illegal, but... Mm. um, and it was just the bodyguard, like it was the guy we know? Yeah. Okay. And you also, uh, yeah, you caught sight of a man and a little girl beyond the doorframe for a moment before it closed shut behind. I look at, I look at that up. Does she have a... Um, yeah, apparently she's married and has a daughter. Okay. Yeah, we actually looked this up before because we were worried uh, about uh, an affair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Alright, yeah. All right. seems legit to me. I'm going to wait a couple hours. I'm going to wait another hour or so. Nothing else seems to happen. Alright, well... I look back. Well, at least you made something out of made something out of this, and I put the I just put the open bag of dog treat. I've been I've been like dealing one at a time. I just put the open bag beside him, and then I'm like, he looks. Like, he, I'm gonna drive back to the to the. Uh, yeah, um, he takes one, and then okay. uh, he takes the bag in his mouth and rolls it up as if uh, making sure folds it in. <laughs> yes, exactly, because he's not about to glurge himself. He's responsible. Gluttony is one of the many sins. Exactly. The, the fucking <laughs> Hail Mary. No, it's, it's Buddhist, isn't it? Or Whatever. It, 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 religious shit. hind signals. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So, with that, I guess all of you guys are then going to finish up and head home for the night? Yeah, yeah pretty well, much. Mm-hmm. I don't head home. I go to Silas's to... So, I've got a couple reasons to actually Silas do this. Is still open? Well, depends. Is he? Um, I'm gonna say you head over to Myth Town, and it seems as though, if anything, it gets even more busy at night with all of these torches and various lights and things like that illuminating all the streets. And yeah, it sounds as though there's almost like some sort of gathering or party around every corner. Basically, yeah, like this is the time where Myth Town comes alive. Ah, yes. So yeah, making your way past, uh, a couple of various stalls and people barking their ways. Where's the night market? You find yourself at the alleyway. All right. So just before we go into this, I do actually. Uh, they're like I'm doing this for two reasons. One to actually get a new coat, and the other is to try and maybe see if I can get information out of them. Uh, just one quick question, Chris. Uh, what was the name of that elvish gangster that was hanging out with the McCarthys? Ten Tamarell. Ten T E N space Tam T A M Talar T E L L A R. Okay, good. So yeah, uh, so I basically head down the alley. I go into Silas's shop, and uh, you know, I take a, like I'm assuming it, again, very opulent sort of tailor shop sort of look around. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I sort of like peruse so, the things, and uh, and you hear a noise. Detect. Good evening. Yeah, and, Silas. Yeah, and Silas comes clicking from out behind the counter. Um, essentially a humanoid sort of centaur spider, similar to Thalestra, but as opposed to being made of Chitin, he seems almost entirely mechanical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Oh, good evening, Silas. Uh, I didn't catch you while you were closing up, did I? Oh, not in the slightest. I keep very late hours. Huh. I require very little sleep. Um, I was wondering if you could do some work for me, and I, like, hold out the coat with the big hole in it. I don't know, if you, I don't think you can repair this, but... I should be able to patch it, get a few materials in order to replace this, stitch it together. It should look not 100% new, but very close. Ah, well, replacing it, fixing it's not really the great thing. Depends. What are your rates for, uh, complete replacement? Uh, he uh, gives you a couple of prices that seem reasonable. All right. Um... 
if I could get a rope, how long do you think it would take to make? I should have this finished by tomorrow afternoon. Alright. Um, well, how about for now, patch one of the few bigger holes, and we'll worry about the replacement later. That sounds fair. Seems to be acid, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one of the, um... Blackout things that happened. Yes. Nasty creatures in that. How does Mythtown handle those, anyways? Uh, are you referring to the blackouts or the monsters? Uh, well, the blackouts and the monsters, a little bit of both. We use very little electricity here. It did not affect us terribly much. As for the monsters, I believe that they were around the town's perimeter, but were driven off by a majority of the guardsmen, including that capable young man, uh, Jack Houston, I believe. Oh, yeah, Houston's, uh, firecracker, so it's. He's always reliable. An apt description. By the way, I was wondering if I could ask you a few questions, considering you've helped us out previously before. Well, I cannot guarantee any answers, but I am willing to listen. And as, as this, he um, lays the jacket on the counter, and um, you see that one of his eyes, there's a click as sort of this lens on a hinge fixes into place, and he begins peering closely at the holes um, and stuff. Right. I'm just wondering if any of these names might jump out at you a little bit. We're not entirely sure. Um, the Hunter, Master, the Plague, or the Noble. Roll me empathy. I am the Noble. Yeah. Uh, that is... Oh boy, that's a... That's a that'd be them big rolls. Um, 18 plus 7, so that is 25. He seems to pause as if for a moment. Interesting titles. Yeah, something that's, uh, and like, I'm assuming I sort of noted, like, I'm assuming it's one of those things where, like, he's working diligently and mechanically, and then just suddenly stops. That's correct, yes. So, yeah, at this, um, Franklin is going to, like, that's going to pique Frank's interest. He's going to put a couple points into the, uh, his empathic inside ability, just to have that prepared. Okay. It's like, yeah, oh, we're working on some things, but if there are titles that have come up in a, in a case we're working on, just figured they might be related to myths in some way. Figured we may as well ask, since you were so helpful for that uh, troll case. He slowly raises his hands um, and puts his fingers together up to his lips as if to assume the pose of somebody who's in thought. Usually titles are considered symbols of power among certain myths. For them to designate themselves as such, they have great faith in their abilities, whether that is well-founded or not. Well, we figured as much. Nobody in the human world gives themselves a title like that unless they're either very confident or very brash. Or mad. Something of that fact. Well, and you believe these might be myths? Mm, we're working on a running assumption. Interesting. After all, we haven't really ran into a lot of uh, human criminals that have given themselves such noble bearing. I say it with like, big air quotes around it. Hmm. Well, give them time. With the inclusion of myth abilities into society and the ability to make packs, there are always some would-be tyrants who would love to designate themselves as such, mm. should they have the opportunity. <laughs> but, in regards to these names, I would suggest you keep your friends very close at hand. If they are as dangerous as you presume them to be, I dare say you will need all the help you can get. That sounds downright prophetic, Silas. I consider me an individual who has seen much of the past and has known when to predict certain happenstances. Oh no, he's a time spider. We fucked up. <laughs> Pulls out his time machine, <laughs> which is actually just his bottom half. Alright, so I'm going to roll empathy in this time. Is he distinctly trying to hide some sort of information? Hmm. Uh, that is a 
18, 21. You're not certain. Hmm. He is one, a spider, and two, mechanical. <laughs> Very hard to read emotions off yeah, of this. Yeah, like, th- you are used to reading human body language. This is something else. Mm. Alright, well, I'll keep that under advisement. Um, how's the patching coming? Quite well. Uh, these holes, a little frayed. This is this coat has gone through some rough patches, but with a bit of time and a bit of care, it should be back to working order very soon. Hmm. Well, like I said, I trust you to make something similar for the replacement, but right now I just need the patches. Right. And so he uh, shows you a couple patches of differing colors. Yeah. Is there anything that I personally think that this one would complement your coat well? Is it just, like, a type of fabric? Yeah, it's a type of fabric. Alright, I'll go with his suggestion. Okay. Yes. And so he begins, uh, yeah, stitching on a couple patches, and now the larger one will take me until... T- uh, you said that you wanted to wait and consider the larger one, or would you prefer that I take care of it? Mm, I do kind of need to wear it home, so I'll take what the smaller ones have, and I'll simply put you on the bill for the uh, replacement. Noted. So yeah, I'll pay him for the, the patchworks. We'll work out whatever quote for the uh, the other thing. Thank you for your time, Inspector. Oh, thank you for your uh, information. And just as Blackmore's about to walk out the door, he does the Columbo thing of, oh, and one more thing. And he, yeah, waits patiently. There's another name that came up in our investigation. I've asked around a bunch of people to Mythtown to see if it come up, but so far I haven't really managed to find anything. It's a a name. Tam Talar? Not even sure if it's a myth, really. Just It's a name that keeps cropping up. Ten... Tantalar. Oh, you know him? There are many in Mythtown who do. Specifically, he is a member of the Winter Court. Now, the Winter Court is an organization that lies outside the scope of mm, most civilized myth communities. It is comprised of a lot of malicious figures who wish to see the world of humans fall to various reasons. Uh, usually for the worse, but they rarely, if ever, commit any actions on a grander scale as much as they'd like to see the world of humans fall. And Tentam Talar is notable in that he himself is also an outcast of the Winter Court Hmm. for communing with some myths so dark and terrible that even the Winter Court would hesitate to associate themselves with them. Hmm. Seems like the sort of person that we might run into... Then. I would dare say so. <laughs> as for his species, he is referred to as a Frost Elf. So as a result, he has abilities that I believe you would refer to as cryokinesis. Mastery over cold and ice. Mm. Fun chat. Sounds like a uh, frigid fellow. Indeed. Clever pun. <laughs> Out man. <laughs> That's all, folks. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Blackboard does not laugh. He just kind of gives like a half-hearted smile to himself because he's like, ah! Interesting that you should mention him. Like I said, it's a name that's come up in some of our investigations, and I asked around Mythtown. People seem to be cagey about it, though. Now that I have this information, I can kind of see why. Tentam Talar, as well as the four you mentioned. Hmm. It seems as though there are many dark figures beginning to make their work here in London, apparent. Yes, well, hopefully if all goes well, we'll be meeting them and taking them off the streets soon enough. And I wish you the best with that, Inspector. Hmm. Good evening, Silas. And I will leave the shop, but I'm not going to go home. Because what Blackmore is trying to do is he's trying to see if Silas's information permeates both ways. 
So he's going to hang around Mythtown for a bit and see if maybe by talking to Silas, something creeps up the chain and then Talar decides to, you know, shadow him or something like that. Ooh, all right. But we can worry about that some other time. All right. So I'm going to say that you hang around Mythtown for a little while longer. Like uh, how long? A couple hours? Yeah. I, I get some Hydra on a stick. Okay. I, I fancy some of the local beers. Okay. Or two. So, yeah, you stop by the Dwarven pubs and stuff, and there are a number of dwarves there that know about the Mythos units works. Like, guys who were at the pub crawl that you had a little while ago. Oh, yeah, that was fun times. So, yeah, basically, they buy you a couple drinks, you have a fun evening of it, but, yeah, uh, you wait around, try to listen for a few more rumors, but nothing really seems to change as a result of your conversation. <sighs> well, it was worth a shot. And then, uh, yeah, so then Blackmore's kind of like... So, again, most of Mythtown is not running on electricity, right? That's correct. So, yeah. So, when Blackmore is leaving, he makes, like, an offhanded, like, joke to himself about how, like, oh, you know, it's kind of convenient for them that they aren't affected by the blackout. And it's almost like something clicks in his head and he suddenly realizes something. And he goes, oh, fuck, I can't believe I missed that. And he's going to head back to Precinct. And we'll call it there. All right, then. So, uh, thank you guys very much for listening in. It's going to be interesting as to what happens next regarding uh, Franklin Blackmore's discovery, but I suppose we will find out next time. So, thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you all soon. All right, good night, everyone. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.